This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Fifth Sunday of Lent. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, O my people, I will open your graves and have you rise from them and bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and have you rise from them, O my people. I will put my spirit in you that you may live and I will settle you upon your land. Thus you shall know that I am the Lord. I have promised and I will do it, says the Lord. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my voice in supplication. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. If you, O Lord, mark iniquities, Lord, who can stand? But with you is forgiveness that you may be revered. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. I trust in the Lord. My soul trusts in his word. More than sentinels, wait for the dawn. Let Israel wait for the Lord. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. For with the Lord is kindness, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all their iniquities. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the Spirit, if only the Spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his Spirit dwelling in you. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now a man was ill, Lazarus from Bethany, the village of Mary and his sister Martha. Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was ill. So the sister sent word to him, saying, Master, the one you love is ill. When Jesus heard this, he said, This illness is not to end in death, but it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was ill, he remained for two days in the place where he was. Then, after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, 
the Jews were just trying to stone you, and you want to go back there? Jesus answered, Are not there twelve hours in a day? If one walks during the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks at night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. He said this, and then told them, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. So the disciples sent to him, Master, if he is asleep, he will be saved. But Jesus was talking about his death, while they thought he meant ordinary sleep. So then Jesus said to them clearly, Lazarus has died, and I am glad for you that I was not there, so that you may believe. Let us go to him. So Thomas, called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go to die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus was already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, only about two miles away. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary sat at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise. Martha said to him, I know he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I have come to believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God the one who was coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary secretly, saying, The teacher is here and is asking for you. As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. For Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still where Martha had met him. So when the Jews, who were with her in the house, comforting her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out, they followed her, presuming that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her weeping, he became perturbed and deeply troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Sir, come and see. And Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, could not the one who opened the eyes of the blind man have done something so this man would not have to die? So Jesus, perturbed again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay across it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the dead man's sister, said to him, Lord, by now there will be a stench, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. I know that you always hear me. But because of the crowd here, I have said this, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he said this, he cried out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, Untie him and let him go. 
Now many of the Jews who had come to Mary and seen what he had done began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, on this fifth Sunday of Lent, we are going to hop right into our readings today. And I really got a theme of moving from death to new life. We see in this first reading how it gave really hope to the Israelites who actually were in exile and struggling through that time period. Uh, We'll see in the gospel how it gives hope to the Jews to believe in the divinity of Christ. Uh, I even think this applies to today. It's going to give us hope to move from death to new life for what's coming in Holy Week, which is just right around the corner. So it really applies not only then, but also today as well. And this reading today, Ezekiel 37. So this is well known as the Valley of Dry Bones. Uh, This starts at uh, verse 12, but in verse uh, 11, the Israelites say, our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, and we are cut off. Again, as I mentioned, this is kind of during their time of exile, the Babylonian exile. I mean, the the people of Israel are like these bones. (laughs) And Ezekiel, as a prophet, is sent to the center of this broad valley filled with these dry bones. It's it's an amazing visual you have here in this storyline. And what what does God call him to do? God calls him to prophesy upon these dry bones. God calls him to to preach and to pray in these dry bones. And when you think about this, again, kind of putting this as as a visual here, you know, probably prophesying to a bunch of dry bones in a broad valley is as, as fruitless as trying to water a dry stick or maybe talking to a box of rocks. (laughs) You're not expecting anything to happen, but yet the dead bones were made to live in answer to prayer and the spirit of life entered into those bones. Remember, this is the spirit of life that breathed life at creation. This is the spirit of life that entered us at baptism. And, and is following along, Christ and the spirit bring us to new life. This says in this first reading here, uh, God, I will open your graves that you will rise from them, O my people. And so again, as we travel along this Lenten journey, I want to ask people, you know, what are our, you know, uh, figurative graves? Do we struggle with the grave of indifference or pride or hatred or jealousy? This is the time in Lent coming up to Easter is when we need to rise from our graves and be healed. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and, and we hear this promise from God, I have promised and I will do it, says the Lord. This promise of restoration is unconditional. There's no clause. There's no fine print. There are no exclusions. There are no exceptions. This has been God's plan of salvation for mankind since the time of sin in the garden. God's promise of salvation, like God's love, is unconditional. He doesn't offer it to us on the condition that we do something to make ourselves worthy. In his letter to the Romans, St. Paul reminds us, God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ, God, God loves us even when we don't deserve his love, and he saves us even when we don't deserve saving. God's grace is abundant and available to anyone who will open their hearts to receive it. Amen. Amen. Well, let's move right to the gospel today. And I really like this line here that this illness is not to end in death, but is for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Again, this Lenten journey, I think that really provides a purpose to our suffering. 
Maybe we have public suffering, maybe it's private, but the intent of our suffering and how God is glorified through that, the intent is to change us and not him. And I really see in this well-known reading here today, this gospel reading, how Christ reverses two types of death. First is the physical death of Lazarus. Remember, it's very important. It says it's hard. He's been in the tomb for three days, and that's because physical decay begins after three days. But I think also as important, if not more important, Christ is here and has come to to reverse the four stages of spiritual death, original sin, violation of human, uh, violation of the law of human nature violation of the Ten Commandments, and then ultimately despising the gospel of grace, which of course would put us into mortal sin. Yeah, you're right. And you know, Kevin, all around us, there are people who are immersed in sin, basically the walking dead, the walking spiritual death, right? They're so deeply lost in the state of mortal sin that they may never find their way out if left to themselves. And here we are, commissioned by Jesus Christ to bring the gospel message to everyone, Those words, untie him and let him go, they should be a reminder that we must sometimes do for others what they cannot do for themselves. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.